DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched together. I'm DJ Psyched. You're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast, and today we're getting psyched again with Pat Danger. And we've done an episode together before on this podcast, so if you haven't listened to that, you should go back and give it a listen. But for anyone who's new to this podcast and to Pat, can you, Pat, introduce yourself? What's up, guys? Um, I go by Pat Danger. I'm an artist. Um, I'm, I don't even know. What sound would you say? Um, I think it j- changes depending on the day, honestly. Yeah. I think generally it's like you would say like maybe hip-hop R&B type rap vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Sense. I would say like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this lately too. I, I think maybe like alternative hip-hop kind of. Yeah. Because I do get like kind of experimental and do like some weird pop punk shit. Can I curse on here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Totally. Sorry, I curse a lot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Pat Danger. I'm an artist. I'm from New Jersey. Right now I'm living in the Catskills. I live in like the middle of the woods. Uh, you can't see today because it's cloudy, but I like there's a mountain in the backyard. I'm like deep in the woods. Like I'm in like the sticks. But I love it up here. I live up here by myself. I just make a lot of music. Um, I know last time I was on here, I probably promised you guys I was making a song <laughs> every week, but Honestly, at this point, I'm making like at least a song a day, two songs a day. So I fulfilled that promise to some extent. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm actually really interested in that. Like, I remember you saying that your whole situation had kind of changed. Now you're living at this place and you're making music. Is that like full-time venture now? Because you were in school and working last time we talked. Like what's, what's changed about your life? So I think the last time we talked, I was working full-time. I was a full-time student. And music was more like, I've always been super, super into music, but I think at that point, music, I have to say that like music was honestly just like a hobby at that point. Yeah. Like I was working on it, but it wasn't like my main thing. Um, because between work, school, like balancing friends and all that kind of stuff, I had like very, very little time for music. And that's actually one of the reasons I quit my job because my schedule was, it, it's horrible. It was literally, I woke up at 4 a.m. I would make breakfast, be at the gym at five. I would work from five to 6.30. I mean, sorry, work out from five to 6.30. I'd get back to my house, just enough time to shower and like grab a snack or whatever, go to work from seven to 3.30. By the time I got home, it's 4 p.m. And my classes start at six. So by the time I got home, it's 4 p.m. By the time I shower and make some food, it's like 5.45. And my classes are from six to nine. And then I would just go to bed immediately after. So at that point, music was like, it was like the fifth thing I was working on. Like, it would be like, oh, now it's just like Pat Danger artist, right? That's the first thing. Before it was like Pat Danger guy who works, right? Then it's like Pat Danger guy who's in school. Then it's like Pat Danger guy who's whatever. And then it was like down here would be music. And now I can honestly say music is like up here. So I quit my job. My job sucked. It really did. And like the people that were horrible and like, I don't even want to get into that because that, that could be like a whole episode itself. But these guys were just like, whatever. I hated it there. I had no time for myself. So I saved up a bunch of money. Uh, I quit my job and I moved up here. My parents have this place in the mountains. They bought this place in the 1970s and they bought it for like $70,000, they told me, which is for a house, that's nothing. That's how much people buy cars for. Um, so this house is like all paid off. I redid almost everything in here. I'm very handy. Um, now I just work on music full time. I want to say at this point, besides when I have schoolwork, because I am still in school, I'm in my last semester. Um, 
I honestly, at this point, I work on music like 15, 16 hours a day. Oh, nice. Wow. You just answered my next question. Cause I was like, well, how did you do that? <laughs> how did you manage to, to push yourself out to be able to create music full time? But that's awesome. Actually, that's, that's a really cool thing that you were able to do. Was it ever like, I'm curious, was there ever like a mindset thing where you were kind of maybe worried to quit your job or unsure of it? Or was it just like, I'm out of this music is my thing. I'm rolling with it. Like what got you to that point where you're like, I'm ready to leave work to make this my like thing. Um, so there are two things. One, again, I don't really, I don't want to get into it too much, but there was like a racist incident at work and it wasn't with me. It actually had nothing to do with me, but it was one of my like very, very close friends there. It was some dude who, uh, he lived in Africa and then he moved here like a year and a half ago. I was very close with him. He was very cool. And like some crazy shit went down where if it happened at any other place, there would literally be a lawsuit. And I try to convince him to like, not do a lawsuit, but like to talk to someone. But he's like the nicest. He's like a monk. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's like, no, I don't want no problems with anybody. But basically after that, it went downhill pretty quick because I'm like, I cannot work for somebody who would allow this, let alone be around people who are like this. So that was a big step. And to answer your other question, um, like, how did I know I was ready to do it? I really wasn't. When I went in, I, when I went in, I was like, to tell my boss I was quitting. I honestly was like, super shaky my voice was like <sighs> like okay. i had like a mini panic attack but um i kind of just had to force myself to do it and then again you get those questions because i was like well liked there and i was cool with almost everyone so when i was leaving they're like oh like you know what are you doing which i hate that question in the first place but yeah. it's like you know i had to they're like oh you, you found another job whatever like that's fine i'm like no not exactly so i told them i was focusing on school I made up some, I made up some shit where I was like, yo, I'm failing out of my classes. I really, which is not true. And I'm like, yo, I got to really focus on school. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to leave. Um, and even during that, like when I put in, I did it the right way. I put in my two weeks, but even during those two weeks, I was like, I was like doubting myself so much. I'm like, fuck, did I make the right decision? I quit like a pretty decent, well-paying job and you know, it's easy or whatever. But, um, and then even when I got up here, when I like, I live here by myself, so there's no one else here. And I'm not really used to one living by myself Two, living by myself. where like the closest friend is three hours away. So my first couple nights up here, super creepy. First off, I'm like in the middle of the woods, every little crack or whatever. I'd be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> then I got used to it. And like, after that first initial couple of days, like I knew I made the right decision. Yeah. That's interesting that it was like, like it wasn't exactly fully your choice. It just was something you felt like you had to do, but that it's working out for you. Would you say that now that you're kind of in it? Cause like I, I've been getting your music and I've been seeing the stuff you're posting, you're doing a good job. So do you feel like maybe even though it wasn't planned, it worked in your favor and it was kind of, I don't want to use the word destiny, but that like it, it was a push maybe that you wanted to happen. So like on some level, are you like, I'm glad this happened? Yes. Um, <laughs> a, a million percent. I'm so glad it happened. Now that I'm working on music full time, I honestly can't even imagine going back to like that job first off, but almost any sort of job, which is like, I don't know. I've been working my whole life. I got my first job when I was 14. This is the first time I've ever been like unemployed. 
So it was definitely weird and like a really rough transition because I'm usually the type of person where like I at least have one job. A lot of the times I've been working like two jobs while going to school and all that stuff too. But um, now that I'm like living this kind of lifestyle, it's uh, it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I can't even imagine it any other way now. Yeah, I find that really admirable because I'm kind of not in the same position, but slightly similar in the fact that I just left a really good paying full-time job just because it wasn't, it wasn't quite working out for me. And I felt like I wasn't able to do things that I needed to do in my life. And I'm kind of in that gray area where I'm like, oh, wow, that was a decision to make because now I need to find something else to do, <laughs> some other way to make money. Uh, but yeah, I think that is something that I think a lot of creators kind of feel worry about. I think mm -hmm. what the most interesting point you made was that you said that you kind of had to make make up what you told other people. Do you have like a fear of judgment of what people would think of you if you went to pursue music full time? Or is it just maybe you're not ready to to say that you're doing music as your full time thing? I think one, I feel like I just as a person, I always have like a fear of judgment. I don't know. And that's just a character flaw. Right. But um, actually, most of most people who actually listen to my music like fans, whatever, they're all almost all people I met on the internet. A lot of my friends don't even know I make music at all, let alone I'm like doing it to the extent I'm doing it. Um, but that's just also comes back to the fact I'm like a very like closed person, which is something I'm trying to work on too. Like I just started showing my parents my music and they kind of like stumbled upon it. It wasn't even like I was like, hey, I made this song. It was like my dad like made a TikTok or something and he's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll add you. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And he added me and he's like, oh, like, this is pretty good. Is this your song? I'm like, yeah, you know, now it's kind of like that whole conversation. But yeah, um, a lot of my friends don't know I make music. A handful of very close friends do. And they're like super supportive. Um, like I show my cousin my music and he was also a big reason why I left my job too, because he worked at the same place and he hates it too. And he's looking for a new job, but he was kind of like sat me down. And he's always said this over the years, like since I started making music, he's like, bro, you got some talent, like you need to do something with this. And like, I was always just kind of like, yeah, cool, cool. And like, he saw that I wasn't putting my full effort into it. Just like I told you before, it was like my fifth thing on my list. And he kind of just sat me down and he was like, listen, dude, he's not even a hip hop guy either, by the way. He's like super, super rock and roll. And he usually hates hip hop. He was sat me down and he was like, listen, dude. I'm going to tell you this. Like, I want to have a serious talk. I know I tell you this all the time, but like, this is the talk that's going to do it for you. Like you have a talent. I can picture you like your music blowing up, you helping millions of people, reaching millions of ears, whatever. He was like, dude, I wouldn't be telling you this if it was just okay. He was like, the scary thing about your music is it's like amazing, which is, you know, I, he basically told me I'm not reaching my full potential and that I should do it full time. Yeah. Well, I agree. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not just saying it because we're friends. <laughs> I, I mean, I really do listen to your music. Like, I listen to any other artist I listen to, you know? It's not like I just listen to it like, oh, Pat wants me to listen to his song. Like, it, it's it's good music. And so I think that's really awesome that you were able to take that step and to do this with your music. So I'm, I'm wondering, you don't have to share any details you don't want to, but is there, what are you working on right now? And what, do you have any goals in mind? Or are you just kind of trying it out since you're still in school? Um, first off, thank you so much for listening. I know that you're like, so <laughs> my SoundCloud, you're still like the, so I have like a SoundCloud stats thing on my phone, right? It just tells <laughs> yeah. me like all the thing. 
I saw like it said that you listened like 800 times or something, <laughs> which is crazy and so fucking cool and awesome. And like it's you're always like the top like listener, top follower or whatever. So like that's how I know you're not just like, you know, yeah, it's good, whatever. Um, that's something I don't like too. like sometimes I'll share my music. And that's another reason why I don't really show my friends too much. You have to like really appreciate music to like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You have to like really appreciate music to appreciate other people's music in a sense like when i show you my music you take the time to listen to it and you listen to it multiple times and like i know you're actually listening a lot of the times i'll show my friends and like they'll not that i really like i don't have like a big ego or anything but like they'll talk during the song or some shit and like they don't really you know give a fuck and they're just like oh you know that was good and that's like the end of the conversation um what was the question oh what i'm (laughs) uh what i'm working on next so um I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in on Twitch first off. I've been like, so a lot of things, the things I've been doing is I live stream beginning to finish of me making a song, which is something I've been doing a lot. Like I have nothing written down, literally the complete process. So like some of these videos are like eight hours long and like, I have like one or two viewers, something, two viewers. Um, but I want to get into Twitch more, not only promoting my music, but also listening to other people's music. I just found out you can do like a feedback um, I don't even know what the terminology is. You do like a feedback video chat thing where I post like, yo, put your links and I'll listen to it or whatever. So I was doing that last night. Um, I like discovered some new people, which is cool. I like listened to them, gave them any critiques I thought of, or, you know, told them it was good. And even that alone from last night, it's like, I added a couple of people on Instagram and stuff and they want to collab. So I think that's cool. Um, another thing I'm working on is I really just want to collab with people. And like small artists specifically, um, I posted on my TikTok a bunch. I can, I like, I'm like trying to give away verses, but like, it's not like reaching the right people. I'm like, dude, you don't have to pay me one, two, I'll mix and master everything for us. I will get you the verse. Just give me a beat and the subject or whatever. So I'm kind of just trying to put out as much music as possible. I'm down to collab with literally anybody on like any type of thing. Um, and I'm also trying to transition from SoundCloud to Spotify. That's a big thing for me. So I've always been like a SoundCloud guy. Um, But now I'm trying to actually put my music on Spotify, which is good because I think in the first, I've been, you know, up here a couple of weeks, whatever, even in the first couple of weeks, I went from six monthly listeners on Spotify. I'm up to like 330 now, which is cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, that's, that's basically it. Okay. Nice. And so, Having gone from, because I remember when we first met, when we first met, you had just started making music mm-hmm. and now you're, you're going hard at it and you've made a lot of music. And I've seen like, just listening to your music, I can see you progress in a lot of different ways. I mean, your music has always been good, but like, you can even just hear it in like the vocals, like your voice sounds a little bit more comfortable and flowy on certain tracks. What do you think like are the biggest things you've learned about songwriting or let's start with songwriting. What is the biggest thing you've learned about songwriting since you started? First off, thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. Two, I think I was talking to this kid. So I, I, I'm like, when I was doing one of these live streams of me making a song, some kid came on and uh, he watched the entire thing. Like this dude watched like six hours and he was like instant fan. Like he DM me on Instagram. He wants to watch this podcast episode when it comes out. Like he's cool. He's cool as fuck. Um, but he was telling me he wanted to get into music 
And he was like, dude, you're so good. Like, I can't even picture like what I would sound like. I'm like, I played him a couple of my first songs. First off, I'm like, dude, listen to how bad this shit is, please. And like, it's not even shit that's on SoundCloud. It's so bad that like I went back and took it down because it was horrible. Um, so I showed him that and he's like, that's you? I'm like, yeah. Um, but I explained to him and I was in the same boat. When I first started making music and it's definitely less now, I feel like you just, you literally just need to do it. Like, I remember I like wanted to do an album and I'm like, oh, I wrote like a bunch of songs. And I'm like, no, these aren't good. These aren't good. These aren't good. Like, you're not going to make like a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy for your first fucking album. And you're also not even going to have good songs for your first album. I saw something that I think it was Dave Grohl said. They're like, yo, how did Nirvana come about? He was like, we, we played in a garage and we sucked. And then we played for another year and we still sucked. And we played for another year and we got a little better and a little better, a little better. Like everyone starts off bad. And just what you think is bad doesn't mean someone else does, you know, some of my worst shit, like people like, so I think it's, I think it's literally just about doing it and, um, not trying to be too much of a perfectionist, which is hard for a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point to bring up because it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's making music or anything else in the creative world. Like it does, it always starts off bad. If you go back to my first few episodes of this podcast, and I'm pretty sure our episode together includes to be like one of them, it's just my editing is cringy. Like it's hard to listen to. Like I don't listen to those episodes because I wouldn't even be able to listen to it. I, was, I cut out way too much stuff. It doesn't sound like a conversation. I tried to get rid of every um, and it just makes it sound like so choppy that you learn these things by doing them. If I would have just sat in my room and been like, oh, well, I don't even know how to edit a podcast. I would have never started it and I wouldn't be where like I am now either. And it's not like I'm saying my podcast is the best thing ever, but you'll never improve until you start. You know, I think that's a great point to make because so many people tell me they're like, oh, but when you create things, you look so natural. I wouldn't look natural in front of a camera. I was like, I wouldn't have either. That's why I didn't start in front of a camera. <laughs> like just, just start somewhere, start where you're comfortable and move, move on from there. I think that's great advice to give. So you also have changed the way you were making music. Cause I remember when we first started talking, you were mostly like working on the lyrics and just doing that aspect of things and having other people do the mixing and mastering and all that side of your process. Now that you do it all yourself, how has that changed the way that you make music and, and the way that you view it? So it's kind of like a similar thing we were talking about you with your podcast and me when I uh, like first started making music, I like just started mixing and mastering my shit like, in the last couple of weeks. And I had, I knew nothing about it. I just watched hella YouTube tutorials and, you know, try to get better. I'm still trying to get better and I could definitely stand for a lot of improvement, but it's, it's the same kind of thing where I just had to do it over and over and over again and see what sounds good and see what doesn't sound good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Has it changed like the way you make music? Like just, as oh, I'm far sorry. As I forgot the question. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the, the way I make music definitely changed one, because I mix and master my own stuff and record it myself. I, a lot of the times, most of my songs before the last month that I got up here, I would have to record at like a friend's house, a studio or whatever, or I would record at my house with like a blue Yeti and like my parents were like upstairs sleeping. Plus I didn't want them to hear me. So I'd literally be like in the mic like this, making the song. Um, now that I mix and master it myself, it's cool. Cause I don't have to wait for anybody. That's one thing I didn't like about uh, having other people involved just because I had to wait for them. Yeah, that's an advantage I guess I never thought of because it is easier when you have control of the whole process. 
do you see yourself i'm just curious um as far as making music do you see yourself always wanting to do every aspect of the process or has there been like one side that you're more interested in because you talk about collabing a lot so like do you see yourself as a lyricist as somebody who wants to get into the mixing and mastering or producer like is there a specific thing or are you just like making music you're not quite sure yet <laughs> um my favorite part is literally just making the music i mix and master it just for convenience sake i don't really have a passion for it i don't mind doing it but like it's nice when you mix and master your stuff only because it's your ear listening you know how you want yourself to sound and a lot of the times i would be at the studio or whatever and i i just wouldn't know how to put into words how i wanted to sound but now i don't have to put into words i'm like no this sounds good no this doesn't um so there was that and i forgot the question again <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> great point i forgot the question too to be honest but oh. i bet that answered most of it <laughs> oh my favorite aspect okay yeah <laughs> so i i really don't care about mixing and mastering that much it's something i do for convenience sake but i don't have a passion for it but besides that i i don't also like um i don't really like marketing to be honest, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't like, uh, I'm not like a huge social media guy in general. I think my last Instagram post on my actual page is like probably three or four years old. Um, I don't really enjoy making TikToks that much, but I do it just to more people see the music. Um, so that's like one of my, I would say probably least favorite parts, but I do, but it's weird. Cause I don't like marketing, but I love interacting with people. Like specifically like music, whatever. Like when I get on Twitch and I'm talking to people and they're watching my process or I'm watching them, whatever. I love that kind of stuff, but that's not really marketing. That's just connecting with people, um, yeah. which I like a lot. But my favorite part is just making the songs. I really like it. I love jamming out with people. I went to like a, my, my friend's house a couple of days ago when I was back in New Jersey and uh, a couple of guys I didn't met, I haven't met before. They love music too. Guy breaks out like a guitar. We're just like jamming or whatever. I love that kind of stuff. I love like the creative process of it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree on the marketing thing. I think a lot of creators are that way. Like, it's not like marketing is pretty annoying because it, it, it takes time out of your process. And for me personally, I kind of feel weird a lot of the times when I do it because I feel like it's hard for me to like, let's say I write a blog post. I really love that blog post. I'm like, wow, this means a lot to me. It's so hard for me to convey that in a post without it being just like weird to me. Like- Oh yeah. You know, no, I understand completely what you're saying. And, um, I, I've been looking at like marketing tactics and all this kind of stuff, which is why I'm trying to do that pre-save thing. But a lot of the times when I post stuff, like I don't, I don't want to have to like sell it almost. Yeah. And you kind of have to sell it. Like a lot of the songs that post, I literally just put like new song out now, which is like, it's not, it's not a smart idea to do like marketing wise, but it, I don't want to be like, you know, I was really sad when I wrote this song and that's what, like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I just want to be like, yo, here's my music. Listen. So if it ever gets to the point where I could just, if I could just spend all day making music and someone else handles the rest, I would, phew, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. That's actually at my um, job that I just left. I did marketing for someone <laughs> who mm -hmm. had like made content and it was just, it kind of is what opened my eyes up to the fact that I don't like marketing either. I think I understand what you're saying about liking, connecting with people, but not marketing. Cause the, the reason I do it, the reason I post anything that I create onto social media platforms and stuff is because I do want people who want to see it, to see it, you know, like there mm -hmm. are people out there who want to listen to your music. There's people out there who want to listen to certain podcasts or read certain blog posts. 
but they won't find the stuff unless you put it out there in some kind of format. So like in one aspect, I like being able to like share my stuff with people who will like it, but I just don't like the, the part of marketing where it's, it's so competitive and hard these days. Like the fact that there is a tactic, like I love just uploading and saying new blog post up. But when I was doing that, not a soul cared. No one liked the post. No one interacted. Everyone was just like, I don't care about your blog. I literally feel like, like, and this is just as a creator, this annoys the life out of me. I feel like I have to hide the fact that it's a blog or a podcast at the end, because people will not look for even a second if they think that you're, you want them to see something you've done. And I mean, fair enough, everyone's doing stuff, but I also, from like a creator standpoint, I just think it's so shallow because so many people who are like your friends, quote unquote, don't want to see what you're doing. Mm. They don't care what you're doing. And like, if you were to say, like, start it off with, oh, I wrote a blog, they tune out immediately because they want to consume some random content that they don't know that person at all, but your content, they won't give it the time of day. That's like a, a, yeah. So you bring up a lot of good points. That's another reason why I don't really share my music with like just anybody. Cause one, I don't want to come off as pushy. Two, they don't want to hear it. Like my biggest responses have literally been from people I don't met, which is weird, right? It's ironic. You'd think like your best friends and all your friends would love to hear your stuff, but like, not really, honestly, but like people who I don't know at all, like go crazy for that shit. So it's like weird, but whatever, if you know, if you don't want to listen, you don't have to listen. I don't care. And two, back to the marketing thing. Yeah. It's like hard. It's like, I don't know. It's like, you could either, it's hard. Cause you know, you can make like some super like clickbaity, like bullshit, like super cheesy thing. And it, you know, that might blow up, but I, I don't want it to be like that. You shouldn't, I don't think you should have to like put all these gimmicks and tactics into it, even though that like stuff might help. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's like, as somebody who makes YouTube videos, that is something I don't like and I don't do. Like I refuse to make clickbait, even if my title is boring as hell. Like I'm not yeah. gonna tell you that it's something that it's not because I mean, I don't get a whole bunch of watches, but I, I do get some. And if, if I can like organically get people to enjoy my content, truly enjoy it and truly watch it for what it's there for, I'll feel better than if like, I don't know, let's say 10,000 people watched it but they were just watching it for something that it wasn't, or they liked me quote unquote for something that I'm not. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That's why I'm glad everything I did music wise, it's all been organically. I could pay, I could pay for someone to like get a shit ton of views on my Spotify. Right. So it looks like I have 200,000, right now I have 300, but the 300 who are listening are like actually listening. They're hearing what I'm saying, which is cool. So I rather it grow organically like that. than like you were saying, I don't want, I don't want my song to have a hundred thousand views if everyone just doesn't understand what I'm talking about or, you know, doesn't actually appreciate it or like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, I just try to focus it on the, like, I guess being grateful for what I do have aspect. Cause mm -hmm. whenever I do post something, let's say like, I don't know. I know, I know for a fact that half, no, not even half 90% of the people who follow me on Instagram and like anything that I post do not listen to my podcast and have never read a blog post of mine. Like I know that, but whenever somebody messages me and says, like they'll say something specific. Like I like today's blog post. Like I can relate to X. It feels so good. Like they actually read it. Like they're not just saying, oh, I read your post or, you know, they actually took the time to enjoy what you were doing. And that feels so much better. Cause I don't, I don't create for numbers. I don't, first of all, I don't make any money off of this. So that wouldn't do anything for me, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's more fulfilling to know that the reason you put something out there, it's actually reaching that purpose. 
I totally agree. And I think it is very important to be grateful for whatever, you know, you do have like, dude, I'm so freaking grateful, even just for the 300 followers. Like, I think that's incredible. You know what I mean? Like you would think that I have like 3 million the way I like react to it. You know, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm no, making like music like for myself first off. And then two for, I don't know, people who actually want to hear. Yeah. I completely, I completely agree. I got so excited before we started this because I haven't checked my YouTube in, in quite a while because I haven't put a video up, but I have 35 subscribers now, which is five more than the last time I checked. So I was Damn. like, wow, 35 people are watching that's my good. YouTube. Yeah. See, that's good. That's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like me, yeah. like 35, you get hyped for it. And some people would be like, oh, I only got like 200,000 new followers today, whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess for me, like I try to keep the mindset very clear because something that I've been noticing a lot lately. And the only reason I follow this kind of news is because I like to think of it as like a cautionary tale. When people start to climb, when people start to get bigger, that's when they corrupt. That's when the art changes and that's when things go downhill. And so I feel like it's important that while you're still smaller and still working on things that you work on your relationship with your creation. Cause so many people go into it pure hearted and then they're on the news for doing something that they had no business doing because they just thought they were all powerful. I totally agree. Um, it's funny. I was actually, I was showing my cousin, someone who's like famous, he's an artist, whatever. And I basically had the same conversation with him. I showed him some of the guy's old music. He's like, dude, this is incredible. I was like, I know it's incredible, but this guy sold out. Let me show you his new, newest music. I showed him his newest music and he's like, dude, what the fuck? This guy is like such a sellout. So that yeah. shit sucks. Even not that I'm anywhere near the level, but I'm saying if any label ever did approach me, I, I don't think I would take it. I loved being an independent artist and I love just making shit for like me. I don't think I would ever want to be like, hey, Pat, you need to make a, a love song today. Hey, Pat, you need to make like a sad song today. Like, no, fuck you. I'm going to make the kind of shit I want to make, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that aspect of control is important because like so many artists do end up losing that control and it's kind of what makes their craft spiral. But I also think, and this is just like me thinking about the psychology of it all. I, I swear people let numbers go to their heads, like to mm -hmm. an extreme level, because all of the people, I, I'm not going to call anyone out. I'm not a drama channel, but all of the biggest artists and like creators that are being called out right now, they're the ones with the biggest numbers. They're the ones that have so many fans. They think they're untouchable. And I think that's just a very dangerous game to play when you kind of stop doing like what you're doing for your heart and you start doing it for the numbers. Like, I don't know. I'm going to say one creator just because I like this guy. I like PewDiePie a lot. And I think that he had a phase where he was not humbled and that's where he made his mistakes. But once he kind of grounded himself again, you can tell that he just creates because he likes it. He gets the numbers because people know his name and like him. But you can tell that he's not chasing the numbers like he used to be. He has that fan base. He doesn't need to chase the numbers. Everyone that you can tell they're chasing the numbers, every video or song or whatever they do on social media it's like they go crazier and crazier every time because they know it'll get views those people you can tell they're not creating because they love it anymore it's not about their heart it's not about what matters to them at that point it's what can i do to get people to look at me and i think just as somebody who's starting to create i try to always tell myself like i don't care about what the most popular things that i'm making are i want to make what i like the diy series I don't know, like, I don't know my analytics. I don't know how popular it is, but I love it. So I'm not going to stop doing it. I don't really care if anyone ever tells me like, no one watches your DIY series. I'm like, my mom does. So get off my back, <laughs> you know? No, I think you bring up a great point. One, I think it's very easy. Like you said, it's easy to see who's doing it for views and who's doing it because they love music and they love art. 
which is another reason why I love working with like very small artists because you know they're not doing it because they have like a huge fan base or whatever. They're just doing it because they love music. Like I could tell you love doing this podcast, which is why, you know, that's why you do it, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think when you get too big is when problems happen. Like I would never sign to a label because I would never one, I would never want to even be like boxed in. Yeah. I, like I don't want I don't want them to be like, oh, you're singing too much or you need a rap or like, what the fuck are you making like a pop punk song for? You know, I just like <laughs> making music. I don't. Well, that's awesome to hear because definitely going to long term fan here. Your number one Thank fan you. here. You <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just kind of want to end this off by letting you say I want Do you have like a, a golden nugget, a piece of wisdom or something that you would want to leave who is ever listening to this podcast today with whether it's about music or personal life, go for it. Don't worry about your numbers. Just make the music. Yeah. That's it. Just make the music. Make it for you. That's it. Spirit fingers. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on again. It was a lot of fun. And I do look forward to hearing what you release next. Uh, I want to give you some time right quick. I know I said that was your last nugget, but I want to let you shout yourself out some more. So tell people where they can find you and where what they have to look forward to. You got any... I know you got that song coming out, so definitely shout that out. Um, thank you. Uh, I have, I'm on Pat. I'm Pat Danger on Spotify. If you guys want to check it out, I just put out a couple songs. I'm gonna start releasing like every three weeks or so on Spotify. Um, I got a new song coming out. It's coming out April 27th. And let me remember the name of it real quick. Okay, check in on your friends. That's what it, I make a lot of music. Check in on your friends. That's what it's called. It's dropping April 27th. Check that out. I'm on SoundCloud and stuff too. You can check that stuff out. Um, I got a lot of stuff on SoundCloud that I just don't put on Spotify just cause I'm dropping songs, whatever. Um, I don't know my Twitch name or I'd shout that out too, but <laughs> somebody find it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. You, if you send it to me afterwards, all that will be in the link in the description. So if you don't remember it's down there, you can click on it. Uh, and once again, thank you for being on and until next time, stay psyched. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for listening. The intro and outro beat used on this podcast was made by my friend and producer, PME. He's super talented, so make sure to check him out. His links are always in the description. And as always, let me know what you're getting psyched about. I do this podcast because I think getting psyched is done best when we do it together. So please let me know. And until next time, stay psyched.